Hello and welcome to another episode of This Is Important. That's the whole bit. The whole bit is I introduce the episode the way the This Is Important podcast ends their episodes. Kevin. Spencer. You ever listen to This Is Important podcast? No. To be honest, once I started working on podcasts, I lost all interest in listening to them. I don't know how it happened. I used to listen to them all the time. See, you know what that tells me? That tells me you're in the wrong business. Because I've been podcasting for years, and that hasn't, for one solitary second, dampened my enthusiasm for podcasts. I fucking, that's all I do is podcast listen. That's what they call right? Podcast. I mean, they call them podcast listeners. But... This is important is a podcast made by the workaholics guys. You know, you got your Adam Devine, your Anders Holmes, your Blake Anderson, your uh, Kyle Newichek. That's what his name is. I was going to say Kyle Gass, but that's like, that's the fucking the Tenacious D guy, right? Kyle. Yeah. Anyway, they're pretty similar if you ask me, but it's a good podcast man you know what we should listen to some clips of their podcast before the show we were talking about maybe we should just listen to other podcasts on the podcast instead and i mean it would be a good one to listen to i think that our audience would really like it it has a lot of maybe not a lot but it to me it shares dna with harmontown like it's just the the workaholics guys talking talking shit talking about their lives joking around talking about shit they have no understanding of (laughs) really looking stupid as hell um on various subjects it's a lot of fun they're really funny they have a good dynamic and there's four people or at the very least there's three people talking at the same time which is that's good podcasting you know it's not good podcasting is just two people (laughs) <laughs> or you know no offense kevin but one and a half people but that's not that's not fair to you because it's not like it's not like you're not talking it's that i'm not letting you talk <laughs> i just barrel onward and uh no one can get a word in edgewise even if i don't have anything to say which is uh just like today uh man we have the skeleton realm guys on you guys got to check out Skeleton Realm. I swear to God. They do the live show on Wednesday nights. You got to check it out. It's really funny and really fun. And they just seem, I don't know. I don't know, man. <clears throat> you ever see something? You're like, man, this is great. I just want this to go forever. I want these people to make infinite money. You know, yes. you ever see stuff like that? But like if you had like infinite money to like give to one project like if you said like you know i want to make a new season of firefly or something like that what what would your Mm -hmm. passion project be that you could just dump lottery money into does it have to be an already existing thing no harman quest (laughs) hey that is an already existing thing (laughs) yeah no i was just wondering i'm just asking clarifying questions okay Uh, no so it has to be something that's not me um hmm uh, I'll think about this. Okay. You, you read the news? No, what about you? Do you have any any choices? 
I don't know. Like I, I for the longest time I said I, I would like if I won the lottery, I would just buy another season of Firefly. But then after all the stories about Joss Whedon came out and all that, maybe I don't want to do that now. So I don't know what my answer to that is. Well, maybe someone else could make Firefly. I don't know. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be the same, but I think it would be. I think there's people that have a similar kind of voice, you know, these days at least. Yeah. At the time, I just back then it was a rarer feel. A hundred percent. But I think it's like it's kind of like nerdy, and I feel like that voice has been taken up by a lot more people lately, or something. So I don't know who I, you know, uh, tap for something like that. But it, it does seem, it does seem doable. Um, geez. Okay, so I got a couple. Uh, so uh, you know, the Skeleton Realm guys, we were talking, and they said one of their influences was "Look Around You." And ooh boy, I would love for just infinite look around yous to happen. You ever see that? No, I haven't. I, I keep meaning to, but I haven't. It's 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 okay. So it's like a science news show or like a science documentary series that's done in the series of like fucking old. For me, it's like the shit that you'd watch in like old science class where they'd roll in the TV and they'd put a VHS or more, uh, more accurately a laser disc. And so it's like this really dated old version of like, you watch experiences or experiments and they talk about science and stuff, but it's just like, it has this dated ass quality. That's like, Oh, this is from the eighties or something like almost like Mr. Wizard or something. But Mr. Wizard is even too modern. I would say it's like, I don't even know what the real version of this is, but it definitely is like this very specific flavor of science, but then they just blast it full of absurdity. Um, I haven't watched Brass Eye, but they, they mentioned those kind of together. So I think there might be shared DNA there, but like, I don't know, like it's the kind of thing where like, uh, they, they'd be talking about, I don't know. They'd be talking about sneezing and then they're like, and then we're going to, uh, we're discovering, you know, scientists have discovered that if you, you insert a needle into this guy's brain, then he'll have to, he'll feel like he's sneezing. He has to sneeze forever. And like, or just like, you know, they'll be watching a subject and then they'll be like, and then the subject teleports and then it like disappears and reappears somewhere else. And it's, so it's like, if you're kind of half paying attention, it looks like, oh, it's just this old, like, science documentary or something but there's so much like british kind of absurdist humor layered into it that like really makes it crazy i don't know Uh, without specific examples it's kind of it's kind of hard to like paint a picture of it and this isn't even like a good example but one of my favorite like one of my favorite bits from the whole show is um they're doing a documentary on ants it's like an episode about ants and then at the very end, they say, thanks, ants. And then it comes on screen with the text that says, thanks, ants, as it's like looking at an ant farm or something. And then um, the letters go away. And then it comes up with new text. And then it says, thanks. And I don't know why, but it really just tickles me that it's like they, they made a contraction of thanks and ants into thanks. I don't know. And again, that's not the kind of humor that's like super common in the show because that's just like weird wordplay, I guess. But. I really liked it towards the end. It kind of got 
a little different. I don't know. I imagine it's the case of a lot of shows where over time they kind of get behind the production schedule and so they have to change gears. And so it became more of like less of like a, a taped documentary format and more like like a talk show format or something like a hosted show where you know there's the desk where there's the ho- the presenter and the presenter's like talking to guests and stuff as opposed to like just kind of you know footage found footage kind of rolled together and stuff not found but you know there it was done as like again like science documentaries where without a presenter or something just showing the subject matter and talking over it um and then they were doing a lot of computer stuff and and going into like computer technology like they had there is a guy who invented a machine that was like a barber machine and it could laser your hair out and then it could like fire the, the hair back onto your face to like rearrange your facial expressions and your hairstyles and stuff and uh you know that's the kind of example of a bit that they would do i don't know anyway and then the the secondary thing is just richard iowata i just give him be like hey just make anything like i i'm i'm in for it like i'll watch i'll watch forever and you know what another answer is rob schraub just make whatever passion projects he wants you know that's gonna be fun no studio oversight just like let him do his schraub thing i think that would be a lot of fun and a lot of fun for our audience what's up that happeners is that what we call them happachinos Happuccinos. should we call them something else that feels like it has jeff's stink on it well what were our other choices there we had happenstances and um i can't remember any others good point i hated all those other pitches <laughs> they were not not my my style um so in current events Oh, you know when this podcast comes out? Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving, Pappuccinos. <laughs> it's the Thanksgiving episode. Um, what what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Kevin? Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, I know we're probably going to invite some family over. Ariel's going to cook a lot, and we're going to just eat until we're sick of food. Um, but I don't think we have any plans beyond that. What What are you doing? do you have any menu or anything like any any dishes that you're expecting or hoping for or aware of well i'm i'm super excited she makes the best deviled eggs i've ever had in my life and i can't tell what she does differently i don't normally like deviled eggs but hers are just amazing so i've i've given her the puppy dog eyes and asked her to make deviled eggs so i'm I'm hoping for that wow that famous oh. thanksgiving food deviled eggs yes <laughs> It's not Thanksgiving without a nice hot steaming tray of deviled eggs. <laughs> Those are served hot, right? They can be, yeah, I'm sure. Somewhere. I mean, hot like the devil, you know. That's, that's why else would they be called that? Yeah. Exactly. Um, that just reminds me, there's a guy in my Discord, joined the Discord on my Patreon, uh patreon.com slash sixler. Join a vibrant and welcoming community, etc um he tried to make deviled eggs and he used he said the recipe called for white vinegar um Mm. which i don't think is a super common uh ingredient um you know you definitely if you're talking about like acid and stuff you definitely get 
mustard is like a, a deviled egg ingredient to my knowledge. And that, that gives you a little bit of acid and stuff and a little bit of heat. Um, but not so much vinegar as far as I, I don't like deviled eggs. Well, I, I guess I should mention that I'm not a deviled egg fan, whatever. I don't eat them. I've tried them a couple times. I get it. I don't like hard boiled eggs. I don't like a hard boiled egg yolk. That egg yolk, not great. The egg white, not much better. You know, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, but he used balsamic vinegar instead of the white vinegar or whatever. And boy, howdy, did it look like feces? <laughs> it looked, it was wet uh, because, you know, uh, mustard is like a, what do you call it? An emulsion, you know, whereas uh, vinegar is not. It's just a, a straight liquid. And so they looked wet and they looked shiny, which is not, uh, the, the yolks do not generally look shiny. You know, they look like this very uh, matte yellow, typically. <laughs> these are egg- <laughs> these little dollops of shit. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't remember if they tasted good or not. I didn't eat them. Uh, he was just posting pictures of, of the recipe attempt. And boy, howdy, did that remind me of that. Um, now I kind of want to try it because I, I can't picture what that would taste like. Yeah, because I don't like again, it's like there's there is acid in deviled eggs, right? But you wouldn't describe it as like vinegary or sour. Like that's not. No, but you do need a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I think they'd probably be a lot more sour, a little bit more pungent, maybe. A little bit um, of a tang to it, yeah. But boy, howdy, does that brown flavor overtake the delicate yellow of the yolk. So, like, it really, you know, it's a color theorist's nightmare, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, that's why white vinegar, at least, you know, tracks in that sense. Um, but so, that yeah, deviled eggs, huh? that's all. Not like Not like any of the normal Thanksgiving things. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have the normal things, too. Like, I, you know, I saw she bought some boxes of stuffing and some cranberries and stuff like that. So I'm sure we're getting the normal things, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I'm really holding out for the for the deviled eggs right now because they're her they're her masterpiece. Really. They really are. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Again, I'm not a fan, but I, I could see how that could be done really well. Um, I'm usually not either. I, if you hand me deviled eggs, I'll be like, mm, no, thank you. But, yeah. you know, be because we're married she handed me one i had to try one because she made it and it was delicious and i've just every time we've had a dinner i'm just like hey i want deviled eggs <laughs> that's cool yeah that makes sense well the guy who um made the deviled eggs is in discord and he's saying he tried to eat one and it was inedible and he threw them out <laughs> edward finger hands everybody edward um, finger hands folks thanks so much to edgar finger hands for joining my patreon and if you want a verbal shout out like that, join the Patreon. We don't have like a lot of Patreons have like an established. And if you join this tier, we'll shout you out on our podcast. Not so, but you know, I'll see you. And if I see you, I'll think of you. And if I'm doing a podcast and have nothing to fucking say, I might talk about you. And that could be good or bad in a lot of ways. And that's a that happens promise. That's a that happens guarantee. Um, so what about me though um my thanksgiving um i was gonna do on tuesday i'm planning to do a thanksgiving thing with my friends i don't know i guess you'd call it a friendsgiving but it's not it's like really just me and two friends 
and I would just be making all this stuff for myself um, because I love Thanksgiving leftovers. That's my jam. Um, but you know, in the absence of that, uh, you know, well, I, I don't, not in the absence of that. I don't know how to fucking talk anymore, but I was thinking, you know, it might be good to try and, you know, hang out. Um, I don't know. I think they're doing stuff on actual Thanksgiving. And so we're going to do it on Tuesday. Uh, so as they can't, you know, so as they can do whatever they want on the actual day, that could be fun. Um, so for that, I bought a fucking Popeye's Cajun Turkey. Have you seen these Popeye's Cajun turkeys? No, it's just, I, I don't know. It's uh, around Thanksgiving every year for the past decade or so. Popeye's has been all like, get a fucking Popeye's Cajun Turkey. Like do that instead of what you're going to do or whatever. And the prices have been going up. They used to be like 40 bucks. Now this one I bought was like 60 bucks. And if you buy them online, they're like $95, um, but you can buy them in store for cheaper. But the online is like they deliver it. So maybe part of that's delivering fees for a giant fucking frozen turkey. So whatever. Um, but you, uh, it's pre-cooked. They used to be fried, like deep fried, which was cool. Like the idea of getting a, a pre-made deep fried turkey that's not going to burn your house down. That's like really cool. But they stopped frying them like almost six years ago, I want to say, maybe more. And so now they just, uh, I don't know what they do, but they put Popeye's flavor on them and then they make them and then they freeze them, flash freeze them. And so, uh, you know, it's a bit more foolproof, supposedly, who knows, maybe, maybe I'll ruin it, but they're, they're supposed to be easier to make. You just kind of thaw it out and then cook it and it's, you know, you're really just reheating it, um, because it's already cooked. So we'll see how that goes. I got a ham. You know, we talked last week is uh, I'm, I'm a big, I prefer the ham and Thanksgiving, but turkey's not terrible. It's just not, you know, it's like, well, it's like Thanksgiving where it's like, you got to meet with your family and your family sucks, but it's just what you do. You know, it's like, that's what Turkey is in Thanksgiving. It's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta do it even though it's not right. And a lot of people buck the tra- tradition and I think that's great. You know, some people make like a tri-tip or a brisket or whatever, a big prime rib. I don't know. I think that's all great. But, you know, I like the the, the thing I really like is stuffing. My mom always made a, a really good stuffing and I got spoiled on it. And I don't really like uh, the stuffing basically anyone else makes. I don't really like the stuffing that you can get at places that, you know, prepare and sell stuffing. What um, What makes good stuffing for you? Well, what my mom does is she has a lot of texture to it, which a lot of stuffing just tastes like sludge, not tastes like texture, texture wise. It's just really sludgy. Um, Man, one time I saw like a video of someone making stuffing and it poured. You could pour it. It was like it was like breadcrumbs floating in some sort of soup. And I was like, that is not that is not right is what I'm talking like when I say sludge, it's like that's literally sludge. It cannot it does not hold a form. Um, but so like what I do is I get Mrs. Cubison is a brand, um, and they do at least two, I think they actually do more now. Um, but they have one of the kinds that they have is called cube stuffing where the croutons are like these really small kind of cubes. And I get two boxes, of the cube stuffing, I prepare it like the recipe says, but like a double recipe. And then, um, 
I add mushrooms, like chopped up mushrooms, chopped up walnuts, chopped up water chestnuts, and chopped up uh, green apple, I think. I think that's all. Um, and so each of those has its own kind of textural element, like the water chestnuts are, you know, this kind of crunchy, almost like an uncooked carrot, maybe um texture and then apples have a bit of a softer texture after you bake them but it's still like a bit more toothiness and uh mushrooms have you know the mushrooms kind of don't really have their own textural element they're just kind of soft and they they bake down and so they kind of meld meld in with everything else and then the walnuts add like a crunchiness um but i don't know i'm told that some people just like the soft sludginess of them but i just i don't know and then i usually use a little bit less of the broth um so that it's like less wet and so like on the top uh it's again this cube stuffing and so the top of the stuffing is like like crunchy you know and then the bottom is is all sogged up and, and normal so to speak but you get just a lot of different textures which is i think a good a good food thing um you know texture is important in food and a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on like what's good or bad texture, you know, but I really like it. And then I'm also making a corn casserole. This is something that I learned about last year from Drew Barrymore's TikTok account. <laughs> um, but corn casserole is, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like cornbread, but wetter and more savory and uh and a lot more corn in it so it's like it's full of corn and it's made with like corn muffin mix so it gets kind of corn bready but it's not it, it's it's more casserole so like on the top it's kind of browned and on the inside it's kind of sludgy and so it's just really savory it usually has a hint of sweetness but you wouldn't call it sweet and then you know then the corn is just the main flavor profile but it's this i don't know it's a good counterpoint for almost every other Thanksgiving flavor. Like you eat a bite of ham, it's really good with the ham. You eat a bite of turkey, it's really good with the turkey. You know, it's like it's just a really good uh, mix. So if you Google like corn casserole recipes, you can find it. It's actually really, really easy to make. You just dump everything in. And um, like the most complicated step is uh, melting the butter before you dump the melted butter in. But you just dump everything into the into like a sheet uh baking you know casserole dish or whatever the fuck and then you bake it for like an hour or so until it like starts to set and it's it's good as hell like i don't know i don't know man um but i'm gonna make those and then we got the turkey and the ham i think my friend's gonna make mashed potatoes uh the cajun turkey is supposed to have its own drippings to make gravy out of but something that i do uh because i like to kind of go halfway between um making stuff and buying stuff just because it's like you don't got to make everything not ev like i don't know there's 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 like a level of effort that doesn't get rewarded by home making stuff you know it's like some things it's like oh you could just buy it like i don't know like a really good macaroni and cheese recipe for instance but you can like buy really good macaroni and cheese from like various restaurants and stuff and uh and so yeah so i kind of like mix and match sometimes and uh like last year, I just bought a smoked turkey, half of a smoked turkey from like a barbecue place. And that was fucking 
amazing. It's like, that's way better than just buying a turkey and cooking it myself and brining it or whatever. And then it turns out like shit because it's fucking turkey. <laughs> but what I'm talking about, of course, is gravy. Go to the Jolly Bee. You know about Jolly Bee, Kevin? No. Jolly Bee is a Filipino chain. Um, it's actually pretty big. They do burgers. They do fried chicken. Um, the thing they're like kind of famous for is this very weird style, like this very specific style of of spaghetti. And the spaghetti sauce uses like ketchup or banana ketchup or some shit. And so the sauce is like really, really sweet. And so it's a very strange kind of, I guess that's, you know, what do you call it? Xenophobic to call it strange, but it is. It's like a weird take on spaghetti, um, but, you know, people love it. And it's not it's not bad or anything. It's just non-traditional how how you might expect from like your typical kind of tomato sauce, meat sauce, etc. Um, but they make a mighty fine gravy, <laughs> and so you can just roll up to Jollibee and be like, "I'd like ten dollars of gravy," and that's like you know all the gravy you can carry, and uh, and it's really good. It's it's made to go with the the fried chicken, I guess. When you order like a fried chicken meal, they'll give you like a tub of gravy to dip the chicken in i don't know um that's what i do no actually i just i'll just straight up drink the gravy <laughs> it's really good um can you guys tell i'm like the fattest person on the planet uh but but yeah so probably probably get some backup gravy from Jollibee's just in case the uh the cajun turkey gravy doesn't turn out but i think the cajun turkey gravy should turn out pretty well um, it's really easy to make gravy. You just got to make a roux. No one knows how to make a roux these days. Kids these days don't know how to make roux. These fucking millennials, man. It's disgusting. Um, I don't know. So that's my Thanksgiving. Oh boy. Yeah. What else? I had other things to talk about. I swear I did. Kevin, I swear. I believe you. Thank you man oh someone on the reddit said that i complained too much which is accurate but i gotta complain more i went to wendy's <laughs> wendy's has wendy's has this new i don't know what you call it i think it's called a mozzarella chicken sandwich it's it's like a chicken parm sandwich almost um where it's a breaded chicken patty a slice of mozzarella cheese or something it comes or and it comes it's supposed to come with like a stuff like a fried mozzarella patty you know like one of these big squares of mozzarella and then it's got tomato sauce and so it's like yeah it's like a chicken parm sandwich and it's on this weird looking fucking herb bun or something that's maybe supposed to be a garlic bread bun i don't know um i got it it didn't come with the fucking the mozzarella thing it came with a slice of mozzarella, but not the thing. And I was like, but I saw, I saw in the picture, I saw in the picture that there's this mozzarella thing. Am I like, and I convinced myself that I was just seeing things, but it turns out that no, they, they're supposed to have a mozzarella thing and they didn't do it. And, uh, I don't know, you know, I review fast food. So I was reviewing it and I was like, this is the fucking worst shit. It's fucking sucks. They didn't put like barely any sauce on it, but the sauce was bad. The bread was bad. It all just sucked. The whole thing was terrible. Um, it probably would have been better if it had the fucking fried mozzarella thing. 
and this Wendy's and this isn't when this isn't like the employee's fault because Wendy's has like a really militant um turnaround time like they you know uh, it used to be at McDonald's they put like the timer up that you can usually see from your car and uh it would like track how long it took from when you started ordering to when you got the food and you know they try to get under like a minute i want to say and then usually like that was a metric that they tracked employees by and would punish employees and punish the stores if they dip too far below you know the turnaround time which is bullshit you know it's all capitalist nonsense that's why i don't blame the people but wendy's has probably one of the harshest policies around that and so to get around that it's a pretty common thing for wendy's employees to stand like 20 feet ahead of the um the the drive-through you know menu with the screen and the talking box (laughs) the microphone whatever you call that the intercom system and then they have you know their handheld kind of ordering kiosk and then hanging off the ordering kiosk is a piece of paper that passes itself off as the wendy's menu but it's not the wendy's menu it's like a quarter of the wendy's menu it's like wendy's has like burger specials they have chicken specials they and then they have like the the so it's just the whole menu that they have there is just the wendy's uh is just the the burger specials like the one through ten burgers or whatever and they're like can i take your order what do you want i'm like i don't fucking know i don't see the menu I can't see what I want to order. Like none of the things I want are the burger specials. Like I want to see, like, for instance, they didn't have the fucking thing on that menu. I was like, I saw on the internet that you guys have this thing. Do you have it? And, and I sounded exactly like this, right? I wasn't being polite. <laughs> I was, I was pissed. I was yelling at them. Um, but, um, so, and they're like, yeah, we have that. And I was like, I guess I want that. And they're like, you want the burger or the chicken? And I was like, there's a burger version of this that sounds like a fucking nightmare um but and then they're like why are you telling me and i'm like ah, this is good for the comedy bit that i'm doing if i actually say these things to you um by the way this is a comedy bit <laughs> i want you to know <laughs> i'm workshopping my stand-up and this is this is that uh but but it's just like it's just i don't know it sucks it sucks that they're like trying to pass it off like oh we want to help you order and stuff it's like i literally don't know what food you have you guys sell like five different salads none of those are on the little menu that you're showing me it's like it's a farce how are you supposed to order without no like being able to see the menu whatever but again it's not it's not their fault because they do it to uh beat the clock because their clock works on a sensor that happens when you drive over it and they that sensor is like in front of the the menu so the second you roll up to the menu that's when the the clock starts and so you know by taking the order and having you roll like 20 feet forward and stuff you know they're they're padding their time and you know and they are really fast it's just like i don't know it just sucks it's like (laughs) whenever i get my car service the the car service place is like hey we're gonna send you a uh send you a survey and we we want you to give me five stars and stuff and i always answer the survey and i give them the five stars in the comments box i always write where the fuck do you get off how fucking dare you force your employees 
to you know hawk this survey at me where i know the survey is completely bullshit because i can't be honest because i have to give it five stars and if i'm not giving it five stars you're gonna punish the employees who did a great job because you know you can't accept feedback that's less than perfect from a very run-of-the-mill experience no run-of-the-mill experience is going to be five stars and yet that you know and i just cuss them out i use a lot of cuss words in those. and that's what i do every time but i do give them five stars um it's it's the same thing it's like it's so fucking it's it's the you know it's the big data age and the big data age means uh bending over backwards to lie to robots for some reason like i don't know why we got ourselves mixed up in this world the other thing I wanted to complain about was I went to Halal Guys today and I got the thing. Halal Guys, you ever go to Halal Guys? You have one of those? Um, there's not one anywhere near me, but yes, I've been to one before. They're pretty good. Um, and they opened up in Glendale and since then I've been going like all the time. It's really good. Um, but they they try to give you lettuce and tomatoes and stuff. And if you're getting a rice bowl, I don't know, fucking shredded lettuce. Like that's nonsense. You don't want like shredded lettuce in a rice bowl um, or tomato for that matter. But so I always go like, no, no lettuce, no tomato. And they always like, even when I say that, they try to add it anyway. They're like, come on. Um, but today I went and I was like, what? No lettuce or tomato. And so the guy scooped the rice in and then he was like, this is as much rice as we could give you. If you want more rice, you have to ask for extra rice and so we charge you for extra rice. And I'm looking at the rice and I'm like, it's like a normal amount of rice to me. I don't. Why did you say like why did you, why did he bring that up? I don't. I don't get. Like he seemed really defensive, and just him saying that was like was like I now I'm feeling like attacked. And then I look, and the guy in front of me in the line who got served by a different guy, he has like literally twice as much rice in his thing. And I heard him order, and he didn't ask for extra rice. He just got this rice. And so that, that guy has like twice the rice as I, and then I hear this guy spiel and I look over at this guy's rice and I'm like, what the fuck? You're trying to, you're trying to like, uh, you know, uh, bar me from extra rice. But you know, to be fair, rice is one of the most expensive ingredients in the entire, you know, restaurant. I'm sure they're going bankrupt because too many people have not even asked for more rice, just kind of assumed they might get more rice by not asking for vegetables but so hopefully that makes uh the guy who commented on me complaining too much feel better um which i don't know i hope all these people die man i hope everyone who's mean to me dies and i guess they will someday but realistically i'll die before them um all right now i've run out of stuff so Kevin, you might be familiar, but we actually have a little segment on this uh, podcast called What's Kevin's Deal? What's Kevin's Deal? Um, So you can tell we don't have any guests. Um, And you can't you can't ask what your deal is. That's not how it works. Not really. No and uh i can do it but i'm not feeling great i'm feeling (laughs) i'm not feeling up to asking you what your deal is today so instead what we did is we asked an ai what kevin's deal is and 
let's just say the responses are a bit peculiar so ai what's kevin's deal man too bad we gotta whatever we gotta we gotta it would be cool if this next part could be like in a robot voice because it's the ai you it would know? wouldn't it but it's just, i'm not gonna fucking do that it's too much work we gotta, we gotta get one of those effects pedals i think into this mix here somewhere you know i have this scarlet box so i probably could loop like an effects pedal into it or something yeah I, i've got that but crisp deletes it because it doesn't think it's a human voice mm-hmm. that makes sense so um, yeah man what if i had a loop pedal I don't know how to use a loop pedal, but what if what if one episode <laughs> I'm just fiddling with a loop pedal, trying to figure out how to make it work during the podcast, and then it turns out I'm a genius. I'm like the next Reggie Watts all of a sudden. Holy shit, that could be amazing. Anyway, computer, what's Kevin's deal? Kevin's deal is that he's always right about everything and can't be persuaded to think the slightest bit wrong. Oh, can't be persuaded to even think the slightest bit wrong. There is no Kevin's deal. There is only the truth. <laughs> That's it. Anything that doesn't fit the truth can't possibly be true. Period. Why does he think he's always right? Because he's Kevin. Because he's Kevin. Because he's Kevin. So that's not bad. Uh, is that accurate, Kevin? Uh, no, actually. Like I, I love finding out I'm wrong. So that means I get to learn something new. I, you know, that means I. I that's an experience. I. I no, I, I'm wrong a lot, and I like that. Okay. I should mention that um, the AI we're using is one that Kevin owns. So it might have some sort of built-in bias as a result of, you know, it's it's trying to serve you, you know, like. <laughs> so just keep that in mind for, for these next couple of guesses. Um, okay, so AI, what's Kevin's deal? Kevin's deal is that he can create an endless supply of diamonds with his new powers. <laughs> His brother Eric thinks he's a total weirdo, but hey, this is Kevin. What's Kevin's deal? Kevin has the gift of sight, which means he can see everything but can't remember it afterwards. He also has super strength, the power to fly, and is bulletproof. (laughs) He can absorb memories of others, such as Eric, but they must be good memories! What's Kevin's deal? Kevin can absorb knowledge by touching someone. This can be a curse, though, as he absorbs all memories and experiences of anyone he touches. Eric has to constantly remind himself not to take in too much. What's Kevin's deal? Wait, are these different ones? No, this is all one Okay, okay, thing. okay. I thought it was, but I just wanted to be clear. Uh, Kevin is able to hear anyone's thoughts, which means he knows what people are thinking all the time. He also has the ability to control people's actions and make them do whatever he wants them to do. What's Kevin's deal? Kevin has the ability to create electricity. <laughs> so. It sounds like Chuck Norris facts, but about me. <laughs> yeah i think that we should we could definitely do um you know i think i think that would fit to do like chuck norris jokes um but they'd be kevin you know computer what's kevin's deal only kevin can play himself in chess uh, i once beat up my own shadow i didn't what, what were some of the good chuck norris jokes I accidentally typed in what uh, Chuck Norris Kevin for some reason. <laughs> uh, Kevin uh, AI, what's Kevin's ne- deal? The dinosaurs looked at Kevin the wrong way once. You'd know what happened to them. What's Kevin's deal? Kevin does not sleep. 
he waits. Wait, what's this one? If you ask Kevin what time it is, he always says two seconds till. After you ask two seven seconds to what? Two seconds to what? He roundhouse kicks you in the face. That that one sucks. That's really bad. Uh, the dark is afraid of Kevin. Okay. All right. I think that's run out. Um, man. So you could create an endless supply of diamonds, huh? <laughs> that would be amazing. Do you even have a brother named Eric? No, I do not. Are you an only child? No, I do have two brothers. Brian none and None of Steve. them are named Eric? None of, none of them are named Eric, no. Man, why, why have we never talked about your brothers before? Are you the oldest? I am the oldest. They're twins, yeah. Oh, man. We got to get your brothers on. We, we could do that. That seems like it could be something. Yeah. That'll really tell, fig, like, help us figure out what Kevin's deal is, I think. like It'll really be instructive somehow. I don't know what it'll mean, but I'm just saying. I, I would love to hear what their response is to what my deal is. Yeah. Um, okay. Man, these are good. Uh, so let's just let's just go through them all. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay. So <laughs> I kind of want to try one of these sodas, and then maybe we could like switch off or something because okay. I'm worried about the soda. Um, so recently, Mountain Dew released Mountain Dew Voodoo, the Ghosts of Voodoo Past, I think they called it, which is they re-released uh, their old flavors of Mountain Dew Voodoo, which um, in a direct marketing, like it's not like you can buy these at stores. You have to go onto Mountain Dew's website and uh, buy them from them and they'll ship them to you, which I think is really cool. They should do a lot more of that. Like I'd buy so many sodas direct, like so much. It's so hard and obnoxious to fucking go searching around all these various 7-Elevens to try and see if the new flavors come out or whatever like just fucking let me buy them from you guys it's you're the one making them i mean come on um but so we got these three flavors because uh, the latest mountain dew voodoo is the fourth flavor um but let's start with 2019 it's uh you know this classic purple and orange bottle or can jesus christ I gotta die i gotta go die um and yeah it's a again this is mystery flavored do are you familiar with these flavors kevin yeah I, i've tried them all i just can't remember which is which now okay so what are you what are you smelling almost nothing from this one yeah i'm smelling sweetness and just like mountain dew smell uh, yeah so. almost like a not caramelly but almost like a sweet candy-ish but nothing beyond that yeah like a sweet candy yeah i don't i'm gonna have to taste i don't, I don't smell anything though really. i know what this tastes like and it does smell like how it tastes but you wouldn't be able to guess without knowing what is that yeah what does that taste like it is candy for candy, sure right like yeah but it's not i don't know like i want to say like some kind of like cheap halloween candy yeah um oh you know what it has it has kind of like a cornstarch flavor almost like yeah like uh, i believe candy corn maybe mm -hmm. well you're correct it is candy corn oh is that what it's supposed to be yep oh okay and, and well after after you have that flavor in your mind it does it does taste like it like i remember when these first came out i didn't know what the flavor was 
um, until like months after they revealed it. And then when I revealed it, it was like after the last time I had had one, I was like, I don't think it tastes like you know candy corn. But trying it now, it definitely tastes like candy corn. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing. No, candy corn sucks. Yeah. I kind of like it, though. <laughs> I mean, like it's not bad, but there's just so many better Mountain Dews now. Mm-hmm. You know, they've raised the bar so much since 2019. We were just babes in the woods back then in <laughs> terms of Mountain Dew flavors. Yeah, I'd much rather enjoy the fruit quake or the fucking wasn't there a gingerbread flavor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> gingerbread I think what you, the fuck are we doing? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I sort out the can from when we tried it. It's gingerbread snapped. I was trying to think of what it was snapped. Yeah. Oh man. So you've been playing Marvel snap, right? Have you, have you I fallen have. off of it yet? No. I mean, I've gotten up to like level 21, 22, somewhere in there now. Um, just, yeah, your description of it made me think, wow, I would really like this game. And I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's got a a pretty decent curve though once you hit a certain level where you're starting to match against people with just such better decks than i have but it's you know i'm still winning like 80 90 of the time though so i don't know if i'm just really good or it's just really bad players at the levels i'm at right now I'm, i'm assuming it's the latter well i think that like the ranking system i think means that early on you'll start to climb up the ranks and you'll be playing against people that are worse for than you but after you hit a point, I think it generally will mean you'll be playing with people who have way more cards than you. Um, and so then I think like beating people who have more cards than you, I guess, would also then mean you're probably more skilled than them because they've been playing longer, have accrued more cards, and you're still managing to beat them. But what kind of what kind of deck are you running? Just my own mismatch. Like I'm deliberately not looking at strategy or what the meta is or anything like that. I'm just like, hey, that this card seems cool. Let's throw it in. And then, yeah, like, what kind of cards are in there then? Um, mostly the starter cards, uh, but with some some additional ones thrown in. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to find like a good use case for Professor X, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I it's it's such a powerful card, but it seems like it's going to screw you over more often. It's going to help you, you know. So I, I'm not playing that one yet, but I, but I want to. Um, do you have any yeah. any like hot cards you think I should be trying? No, well, it just the thing is, people have different cards. Like I, when I first started, I thought that everyone kind of gets the same cards, but no, it seems like, and it seems like you have Professor X really early. So, like, I got Professor X really late. Um, so again, just a quick recap: is you play cards. The cards have scores. They have like powers, and you play them in three areas, and you got to beat two of the three areas to win the game. Um, so you know you want your powerful cards you want more powerful cards in the zones but also you got to put them in the right zone because if you spread all your guys out evenly and then they like put all their cards in just two of the zones they'll beat you because they have more power concentrated you know and so professor x what professor x does is he locks down a zone so no nothing can happen there cards can't be destroyed no cards can be added there and um and so like you know the use case for professor x is you get an area where you're winning and then you throw down professor x and suddenly they can't play any more cards there so if you're winning you're just going to win that zone at the end of the game no matter what but then the downside of professor x is you can only play them on the second to last turn of the game which means uh you know 
they're they're already probably have played as many cards as they're going to play there anyway and then the other thing is the turn you play them your opponent can play cards there too that's a big part of the game is you're trying to guess where the other player is going to go and try and outmaneuver them and so if you're like oh i'm going to lock down this area because i'm winning with professor x they can throw down like two cards there that round and that'll take them to beating you and then you just lock that zone down that you're now losing and it's like well now i have no chance of winning this zone it's locked you know and so professor x is is kind of tricky and he doesn't have a strong power that's the thing a lot of cards that have like controlling abilities like that that kind of lock things down they have really weak powers so i i have a hard time understanding like how to put them in a deck like i put a deck together of just a bunch of cards like that but then it's like i could never win because i can fuck with the opponent really bad but i just don't have the power to actually win the game after that you know um but yeah i i, I so I, professor x is definitely one that i haven't quite figured out but are there are there any other cards that you're liking or interested in or that are working for you um oh i can't remember see i can't remember the other names but the one that just picks three random cards and gives it plus three power to each you know that's iron um, heart yeah um, that one more often than not, especially, t- uh, with the other one that gives you the, like, it repeats all of your on reveals, mm-hmm. um, those two together. If I can get those both in the same location, it's pretty hard to not win then. Yeah. Odin's cool. Odin repeats all your on reveal abilities in the same area. So if you get uh, co- creatures with cool abilities, not creatures, I think of everything in mana in, or in terms of magic. So like they have energy costs and I call those mana costs. Cause that's, what's in magic um but yeah man it's a great game uh having a lot of fun i've actually been on a winning streak i'm up to rank 40 right now um i have what i have right now is a destroy deck and it uses cards that destroy so like for instance there's Deathlock. he's a five power card he's three mana and he destroys all the cards in his area when he comes into play so uh so what you could do is you could play him before you play other cards there that way you don't have a downside or you could play there's cards that want to get destroyed like wolverine wants to get destroyed and and Sabretooth and nova and and bucky barnes if you destroy bucky barnes he turns into the winter soldier so you throw down bucky and then you put on Deathlock, and then he kills bucky and bucky turns into a winter soldier and then you have like 11 power for two cards so it's really it's really strong like a good combo and so i've been i've been kicking ass with my destroy deck there's also a card called death who death costs nine mana so you can't even play them um but it gets cheaper for each card you've destroyed so if you're playing a destroy deck like that you're destroying your own cards you can get it down to six mana or even like less mana and that can be cool you could play them like turn four or turn five or play them on turn six for like zero mana and then you can do other stuff on turn six while still playing a really powerful card because death has 12 power which makes it as powerful as the hulk um so that's uh, my destroy deck is, is pretty cool um and then there's the move deck the move deck has cards that move around a lot and they usually get bonuses for moving around and the cool thing about that is since you're trying to master these zones you know your opponent is like i'm gonna go for this zone and that zone and you're setting up in one zone they're like trying to match you in the zone and then you play uh heimdall is the last card and that is the sixth cost card uh those games have six turns so you can play only a six cost card and so you play heimdall on the last turn and all your guys move zones and so suddenly like your best one that they have all their best cards on is moved to their like their unprotected zones and so they win that one location but you win the other two almost every time because they're not prepared for that that's a really fun strategy um but so 
you know, you kind of just go try and make the abilities work together and stuff. And, you know, it sounds like you could do like an on reveal abilities deck cards that just all have like on reveal abilities and stuff. But it's, it's, man, it's fun. Oh boy. Computer, <laughs> what's Kevin's deal? Kevin's deal is that he can read the minds of anyone that looks at him. It also means he's really popular and probably rich. Wow. The computer thinks you're probably rich because it's just assuming that if you can read the minds of everyone that looks at you, you're probably rich, <laughs> which I mean, that's a reasonable conclusion. It would definitely help your ability to get money. If you could read the mind of everyone that looks at you, you know, especially like job interviews and stuff or like, or deals. just like casino games or things like that. I think you should clean up, you know, yeah, exactly. Shell game operators, <laughs> etc. Uh, Computer, what's Kevin's deal? Uh, computer says, this is a bit of a non sequitur, I guess, but the computer ha has heard a rumor. So well, let's hear what the com computer has heard. And again, this AI is owned by Kevin. So it actually is in a position to, um, to hear rumors about Kevin, presumably, you know, in the mainframe. Like Siri probably is gossiping to Kevin or to the, the AI about Kevin, et cetera. Uh, he was in my math class, so I was curious about what could have him so down. As soon as I got in, I saw him sitting on the couch playing with himself. Kevin, you had a couch in your math class? Uh, apparently, yes. Wow. I don't remember it, but yes, and, apparently and I do. you went to the same school as the computer that you bought decades later <laughs> yes that's incredible the next thing i know i had him in my room so maybe the computer was a teacher i guess with his pants down when he saw me he begged to be let out and i said no way so i started to give him a bj i assume this must be a repressed memory Kevin. <laughs> it's gotta be <laughs> and he seemed to really like that well yeah you know people tend to like it uh tend to after that i told him i want him inside of me so he fucked me hard and deep and came in me it was a good time and he looked like he had a smile on his face the rest of the day i was walking around the school with my shirt and shorts back on and i went by a bunch of the girls who were in the locker room after gym i heard a couple of them whisper and they didn't look too happy about something i think i found out what it was so this isn't a rumor computer that's that's an experience that you had that has nothing to do with a rumor that you heard also this is a family show <laughs> i don't know what you think you're doing we i think we got to put this computer in timeout. <laughs> it's time for the next mountain dew <laughs> okay so this one's 2020 um 2020 i didn't actually try this one okay uh this is a flavor i missed believe it or not I don't know how I missed it. I was obsessed with soda back then. What's it, oh, smell it smells like? like like sweet tarts. Mm -hmm. I think. To me, it smells like like Tootsie Pops. You know that like Tootsie Pops have like a pretty saccharine sweetness. It's not yeah. like sour or tangy in any way. It's just like it's cloying, you might say. Okay. Or maybe Skittles a little bit. Yeah, Skittles, definitely. Like that fruity Skittles kind of, yes. Yeah. Kevin's trying it. I'm snorting it. 
Oh, but it tastes like sour Skittles. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Spencer's trying to take up his nose. I did. <laughs> oh, he actually did snort it. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think that would happen. I was sniffing it, but I didn't think it would go up my nose. And yet it did. And if you want to see Mountain Dew Voodoo 2020 go up my nose, uh, check us out on thathappenspod.com or watch us live at dropovideo.com. Sunday nights, you can also see uh, real-life sci-fi. Jesus Christ. I had an idea when I was younger for for a candy called Nose Candy. And it was um, it was like a pixie stick, but you would blast it into your nose, and it would make your boogers taste like candy. And I thought that was a good idea at some point. I think you're onto something. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, to me, it just it really tastes like Tootsie Pops. Even to like, maybe it's just psychosomatic. Well, I feel like I could taste like a weird chocolate undertone, which can't be right. Okay, I'm looking up to see what it's supposed to be because I'm confused now. I believe it's fruit chew flavor. Like, uh, you know, like the kind you might get packed in a lunch. Okay, so the Mountain Dew gave out several clues, one of which was fruit candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another one was it sent them over the rainbow. That's got to be a Stills reference, doesn't it? Yeah, no, but I think the answer was fruit candy, but I don't know. I could I could see Skittles for sure. Yeah, fruit candy explosion was the official answer, mm-hmm. I think. That's the thing. Like, I think for like legal reasons, candy corn is like free domain or whatever. But I don't think they want to uh, say exactly, you know, what their inspiration or whatever is. For instance, the latest Mountain Dew Voodoo, they just came out and said... Um, it was sour candy just sour candy which is not it's kind of like a letdown it's like yeah i mean yeah it was sour candy that's what it tasted like you're just telling me that's all it was it's mountain dew so it's sour and it tastes like candy whatever computer what rumor what other rumors have you heard about kevin day um okay this one's an old story he's a good friend of mine well, yeah, you gave him a fucking blowjob. He was born with a mental disorder. The doctors gave him an operation, which unfortunately went wrong. This operation left Kevin with something terrible called an, this is in quotes, evil mind. <laughs> That's a very official designation. Um, now I understand why he was so different to everybody. His brain was evil. Kevin killed people. That's this seems like it's maybe pulling from the movie We Need to Talk About Kevin, I think. Which is uh, a movie Or Home Alone. Sure. Yeah, Kevin killed people. Yeah. But We Need to Talk About Kevin was a movie about a kid who he was gaslighting the mom where he was a real mean kid to the mom and whenever anyone was around he was being nice and cool and so the mom is like when you guys leave this kid is being an absolutely shit. Like he's being cruel and malevolent. And they're like, nah, you're just a stupid woman. You're crazy. And then eventually he um, kills a bunch of kids at school with a bow and arrow. <laughs> Spoiler alert for we need to talk about Kevin. That's like the whole movie. That's like the end of the movie is that he kills a bunch of kids with a bow and arrow. Um, anyway, <sighs> you want to try this last one? Yeah. Let's have a shot. Okay. 
So okay, so for, for these two, which of your which was your favorite of the two? Um, I think the the second one, the Skittles one, because I think the candy corn one just wasn't interesting enough for me. What about you? To me, there's something weird and flat about the candy flavor of the second one, where I kind of like the candy corn more, just because like. I don't know. It just reminds me of something off, like something wrong, if that makes sense. Like the candy flavor is just kind of a bit weird to me. And I think that's like the Tootsie Pop nature of it, if you ask me. But yeah, I, I can see that. Okay. Now we got this one. Now this one t- smells like fun dip. I've been looking for. Oh, fun yeah. Dip. I can't find any. I want to do a series of short videos. Maybe I could do TikTok of them or something about forbidden candy techniques. And I have I have a forbidden candy technique with fun dip, um, as well as Kit Kats. Starting up your nose. No, it's here's a spoiler for that upcoming video series. What I do is I rip open the thing and I just dump the entire sugar packet in my mouth and just chew that all in one go and swallow it. And then I just eat the fucking stick. I go crunch, crunch, crunch and eat the whole stick. And that's that. That's really what I do do. Like it's not like I'm doing it for comedy. That's how I eat those. <laughs> Because I, I'm gonna be honest, like I love a fun dip because I eat it that way. It's like a lot like a pixie stick or something. But it's asinine to fucking eat a fun dip the way they want you to. You lick the stick and you get the tiniest smidgen of this candy powder, and then you drink it, or then you eat it like you slurp on it. It's like this. It's it's a nightmare. It's a travesty. Is what it is. Um. Anyway, you want you want to take the first sniff of or taste of this? I guess we smelled it already, right? It just tastes like generic fruity something, like tropical though, maybe a little bit. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's hard not to be influenced by the by the like the picture. But if you look at it, the pictures are the like the the graphics of the cans are kind of instructive. You got this. There's a lot of orange themes on this first one. That was caught or that was candy corn. You have this red. It tastes like fucking fruit chews, which are mostly red. And then it's like fruit is red. Fruit is like associated with red, even though fruit comes of the other colors, you know, whatever. And this one, it smells blue. Like it's hard. It just it definitely does. smells blue. And then it's a blue can. So, I mean, I think they're trying to do that on purpose on some level. But yeah. You I, it, it the it, first it, taste. Yeah, no, it, it tastes like citrusy sour candy, but I can't, I'm not, I can't identify a specific candy that tastes like, I don't think. Do you have a guess? Yeah uh to me this tastes like sour gummy worms well not sour gummy worms but just like well i guess they are the thing is sour gummy worms they don't really taste very sour compared to like sour patch kids or something they definitely taste different than gummy worm gummy worms but i wouldn't say they taste sour but they definitely uh taste to me like like sour gummy worms i can't remember what flavor this was was it like let me look at what was it it's like it definitely tastes like gummy worms. I want to say fruity it was like candy chews. Oh, so maybe this one was the fruit chews, and that was fruit flavor explosion. Okay, so I guess I got these mixed up. Um, this tastes less like fruit chews than the last one. Yeah. So people are saying it's either Starburst or Laffy Taffy or Sweet Tarts. Yeah. See, this to me tastes like Sweet Tarts. I think the newest one tastes like Sweet Tarts too. And and we have tried the newest Mountain Dew. So after having all four flavors, what do you think is the best? 
Oh boy. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I probably the red one that we just tried the 2020, mm-hmm. I think it's probably my favorite. Where, where are you at? Well, what about the one that came out this year, including this one? Yeah. You, including that one. Even. Yeah. I, I still think I like the red one the best. I think I definitely like the, the, this year's one, the best, like I think the, the sourness of it is just really good. Like, I don't know. It's really unique. I, I might've said this before, but it reminds me of, um, there was there's a there's a Sour Patch Kids Slurpee at 7-Eleven for a while, and it <laughs> they put a lot of like citric acid into it to make it like taste like Sour Patch Kids, and so it was super sour. And that was like one of the best fucking things ever. I fucking love that shit. And to me, the the new flavor tastes a lot like that. If that makes sense. It um, does. I mean, I, I like this year's as well too. I think it was just a little bit too sour to drink a lot of. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think I'm just like such a soda fiend that I could just chug down anything, you know. Um so I don't think we're going to try this today, but we got to come back and and try this. We got the Cinefuego Toast Crunch limited edition. And it's cereal even though it comes in this plastic bag. I guess that's better than making a whole kind of cardboard box and filling it with a bag as well. But so maybe next week or whatever. Well, actually, next week I think we're gonna have Ben Meckler on. Um, but in the future, if you want, if you want to try this, I don't know if you, can you even buy this in stores or not in stores. But do you think you could buy it online, Kevin? Um, I think Amazon has it right now. I'm sure some right. other places do too. But yes. yeah. So if you want to try along, Toast Crunch. if you want to try along with us in a Fuego Toast Crunch, we're gonna try that next week. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we we technically have time to try it. Well, I wanted to s- just talk a little bit about. Jesus Christ, you know, he died for your sins. <laughs> it's really important um, that you get saved because you're all in danger. <laughs> That's the thing about Christianity is we're all in danger and we need to be saved. Um, no, I don't know. So, you know, Chris Bowruff, he texted me the other day and said, hey, do you want to come shoot this uh, Magic the Gathering thing? We're shooting this series of playing Commander commander's like a way to play magic and uh we need a guest and i thought you'd be good and i was like hell yeah man that sounds fucking awesome um so i went to shoot that and it was really fun um <laughs> i'm for with most of the people that i play i'm like one of the best players like i've been playing for the longest i have the most cards and that's true of commander too usually when i play commander it's people who are using commander decks that i bought or i made and so like i'm kind of the highest skill level in those groups and when you're playing with people like that sometimes it's not good to be super competitive like if i made like the most powerful commander deck and just destroyed them like that wouldn't be very fun so a lot of my commander decks are kind of tuned down power level wise and then the other thing is i don't like spending a ton of uh, money on magic um like a bunch of buying a bunch of like really expensive cards because for instance you could pay 70 dollars for one card and you could get like five or six of those cards in one deck you know it, it's it's completely common for people to spend 500 dollars on a single regular deck of like standard tournament magic cards or something you know and i'm not gonna fucking do that that's insane um so the other thing is i, I tend to use cards that don't cost more than say ten dollars or so um and so 
I was really self-conscious about it because I'm like the the one of the guy the guy who's doing it. I'm I'm not gonna reveal his name just in case you know he doesn't want to reveal that he's doing that just yet. But he's like a pro magic, like a literal pro magic player, which I'm definitely not a pro. Um, so like he's he's won money playing magic, you know. Um, but and 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 commander can be like that. It's commander's more casual format, but you know but people can be really crazy whereas for me if like i make a crazy deck it's like it's not even gonna matter i'm not gonna play good people i'm gonna play people who i taught to play magic and stuff and i don't want to piss them off with a crazy deck and so i was like i <laughs> i don't think my decks are gonna be good enough but you know i was glad to be there and they weren't my decks sucked i did very little i did a couple interesting things like i wasn't just completely in, in magic it's a lot of luck in the sense that you could draw nothing and just have nothing to do the whole game you know sometimes um and i wasn't quite that bad but that's technically a, a potential outcome um so, but i wasn't really doing much i was kind of just sitting there but it was fun it kind of reminded me of harmontown where you know other people were better at talking and bantering and quipping and stuff but every once in a while i'd get in there with something funny and you know the whole table would be rolling and stuff and, and it was a lot of fun and it made me feel really good um it was it was cool to be included and it was cool to have p funny like p uh, people like cracking up at my jokes and stuff you know so it was a lot of fun at the end <laughs> they ask if you know they're like oh you know you uh thanks for coming on and then it's like plug time and I was like, hey, yeah, I do a podcast called That Happens. It's a bad podcast. And then, like, I was thinking, like, while I was talking, I was thinking, like, this is a bunch of, like, hardcore magic fans that are going to be working, watching this podcast or this, this show. And if they tune into the podcast, like, l imagine them listening to this episode of the podcast. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? You know? And so I was imagining that exactly happening. And so halfway through, like, I was like, check out my pot. And then I was like, no, don't check it out. It's bad. Go try the rib sandwich from Arby's. <laughs> and like, it just absolutely devastated. Like, everyone started cracking up. But the thing is, I was kind of it's the same thing as like I've been saying on the podcast. It was like kind of serious, you know, it's like, no, you should check out the sandwich. But I think it was just such a crazy, like non sequitur that it like killed everybody. And it was really funny. And uh, so it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was really nice just playing magic in person. You know, it's it made me want to really improve my deck. And maybe if they ever ask me back, I can not be like a lump, you know, but it was a lot of fun. Um, There's a little bit of drawing involved because they had these whiteboard kind of cards uh in magic you make creature tokens which are like copies of cards and whenever we had to make creature tokens um they would want you to draw them on this card and so i would draw like little doodles of like a giant bug or something or like a little goblin and it was fun to draw these like little silly doodles and stuff um so yeah excuse me i'm burping up mountain dew um so but that's going to come out maybe next year or something i don't know when it actually comes out I'll, I'll let you guys know and you can check it out let me know what you think um but it was a lot of fun to do that and i guess it's just you know i don't really have a lot of stuff to say about it so i just wanted to bring it up but that's it for this show you got anything kevin well, what's coming up next uh coming up next is the best of channel 101 and uh real life sci-fi and a repeat of one of my favorite episodes of rob schraub's found crap nice what episode's that and why is it your favorite 
Um, it's number 14 and it just has a bunch of just absolutely crazy commercials and things like that. There's no one specific thing. I just, I really like the, the mix of this one. Commercials are great, man. That's one of the great things. I mean, YouTube is great in a lot of ways and terrible in a lot of other ways, probably a lot more ways, honestly, but watching like old fucking commercials is like so great on YouTube. It's, it's really, really good thing. Anyway, that's our show. We like to end the show the same way every time. So until next time. That Happens is a podcast with Spencer Crittenden, Kevin Day, and occasionally Jeff Davis. In its two-plus years, the show has tackled issues like what it means to be a conservative, the Me Too movement, mental health and sexual assault, free speech on college campuses, and transgender rights. The podcast started as an informal conversation among Crittenden, Dane Davis, whom Crittenden met while serving as the president of the Young Republicans at the OSU. They got the idea to start a podcast as a way to highlight issues at the university. The show has since evolved into a project that includes hundreds of hours of recorded interviews and hundreds of thousands of downloads. They've also won several journalism awards. Over the past few years, they've also added a second and third co-host, Dan Harmon and Bruce Campbell, comma, founders of the National Conservative Review. <laughs> but Crittenden and Dan Davis remain the trio at the center of the show. As Crittenden told me in a recent interview, we are not trying to reinvent the wheel. <laughs>